Sometimes I prepare a podcast and what I do is I write a bunch of stories and then I hit about the 30 minute mark and I never complete my entire podcast. So I just bring that story to the next podcast. Sometimes I get really lucky. And what I end up doing is I, I have a story that comes out on the, that day that complements the story that I would have done the day before. This is such a day. And i probably just going to talk about those two stories because they're big stories. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, well, we've got some Kamalaisms <laughs> again. It's every day with this administration. This this time it comes straight from the, straight from the horse's mouth, Joe Biden himself, and he made some comments that were just really really stupid. Um, he's heading off to Puerto Rico. Yeah, uh, he was heading off to Puerto Rico yesterday, and he made some comments before he left. Uh, let's listen to this one. I, this is just hard to believe that he actually made this statement, but it just shows you how much these guys kowtow to the kowtow to, to their, uh, their base. They really do. Everything's about race. Everything is, I, I'm in touch with all the people and all this crap. So let's listen to him talk at his final press conference before he take, took off. Listen. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically, and so we and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure. Since you're part of the Third Circuit Court, this guy is so full of crap. He wasn't raised in the Puerto Rican. Now he he did correct himself, and I think he did that because he knew this was going to get fact fact checked. He said I was raised in the Puerto Rican community, and then he said added politically. Which means he wasn't raised in a Puerto Rican community in, in Pennsylvania. There is no Puerto Rican community in Pennsylvania. He has no idea about Puerto Ricans. I mean, Jill Biden thinks that <clears throat> there are breakfast tacos instead of breakfast burritos. These guys wouldn't know a Puerto Rican if he, if he tripped over them. So, I mean, the only way these guys even know what a Mexican looks like is... Uh, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott keep sending them to, to his mansions and Kamala Harris's mansion. I, this guy is just... Inc- I, that is nothing but pure pandering. Absolutely nothing but pure pandering. Now, let's listen to this clip. This is embarrassing for him uh, because he's basically admitting some things, and uh, he, I, think he, I think he means to actually blame the Trump administration for this, but even that was fact-checked and found to be BS. So let's listen to him. This is where he is actually going to run onto a helicopter so he could fly over to the airport and get on Air Force One and go to Puerto Rico. So uh, listen to what he has to say about Puerto Rico. Head to Puerto Rico because they haven't been taken very good care of. They've been trying like hell to catch up from the last hurricane. I want to see the state of affairs today and make sure we push everything we can. Now I think... Personally, I think Joe Biden got his B12 shot when he made when he's making these statements because he caught himself again. Puerto Rico has not been taken care of from uh, from this hurricane. Still, there's there's no aid. 
in Puerto Rico. They said they've sent some aid, but there's no aid. But he caught himself, and he said, from the last hurricane, which was during the Trump presidency. Here's the problem, and the fact-checkers nailed him. Well, the conservative fact-checkers nailed him. Um, this hurricane they was far worse than the last hurricane, and nothing's been done to Puerto Rico. This is during his presidency, and nothing's been done. Now, whether he does something or not, I'll explain why that may not make any difference in Puerto Rico. The last president, Trump, the last hurricane they had that really just killed them off was in 2017 during the Trump administration. Trump did do something. He sent naval ships, he sent Coast Guard ships, and he sent pallets and pallets of water. He sent lots of stuff over to Puerto Rico. And it took, Puerto Rico still hasn't recovered from the 2017, uh, 2017 hurricane. But the reason they haven't recovered from the 2017 hurricane is because of the corruption of the uh, Puerto Rican government. You'll remember those pictures of pallets and pallets and pallets of water. Probably thousands of gallons of water or hundreds of thousands of gallons of water just sitting in the middle of the jungle. Because, and they were never handed out. Biden has done none, nothing. He didn't send any ships to Puerto Rico. He didn't do a darn thing with Puerto Rico after it got hit by the hurricane. But if he had, and by the way, during the Trump administration, when they were, taught, when they were receiving this aid, there were about three or four people in the Puerto Rican government that actually got thrown in jail for corruption. So we can see Puerto Rico's got some real problems. Unless the United States goes over there and does it itself, you can't really have faith that Puerto Rico is going to... I mean, they went almost... They went, I think, a year without without electricity for some parts of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. It was that corrupt. It was that messed up. And that's just not a big island. So even if Biden did do something for Puerto Rico, I, that doesn't mean it was going to get done. I also want to point out it's stupid. What's Joe Biden going to do if he goes to Puerto Rico? Why don't you just stay in the United States, send him the aid? He still hasn't gone to Florida, which is interesting. I mean, Florida's within the United States. Puerto Rico's a territory. He just hates Ron DeSantis. And he sure as heck doesn't want to have any bro moment with Ron DeSantis, which apparently is something people are wondering. When are you going to go to Florida? And are you just going to sit down and shake DeSantis' hand, maybe give him a hug or whatever? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see. But, I mean, Puerto Rico was hit two weeks ago, and he never felt the need to go to Puerto Rico before, but now I think he's making a trip. He's going to stop in both places. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I just think some of the things, when you have a hurricane like this and the damage that's done in Florida, I don't know how they're going to recover. I don't know how long it's going to take them to recover. It's just amazing amount of damage done to that that state. But Joe Biden's sitting back and saying, oh, you know, sitting back and saying Puerto Rico hasn't been really treated well. And then he has to fix it by saying treated well because of the last hurricane. Yeah, I don't know. During the hurricane in Puerto Rico in 2017, Donald Trump actually sent the Navy and the Coast Guard to Puerto Rico during the storm. So those ships traveled through that storm to get to Puerto Rico. So I don't know what he's talking about. He hasn't done a darn thing so far. Okay, so like I said, sometimes 
we can get lucky. I can get lucky and a story that I did not publish ends up having more meaning meaning the day I do publish it. So this was one this is a story I couldn't resist this and typically I don't I don't do this because of who tweeted this and why and his motivations. But it was just such a stupid, stupid tweet that I couldn't resist it. I, I was going to throw it in there. And if I didn't go past a half hour yesterday, I wouldn't have done it. We're probably going to get to a half hour today. So there's this kid, David Hogg. Basically, his claim to fame is that he was in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas or uh, High School in Florida during the, uh, ma- the mass shooting that happened there. And has is a rabid gun control freak. Now, mind you, he was in that part of Florida. It is extremely left wing. So this is not a surprise that he's he's a lefty. But he made one of the dumbest statements on Twitter this weekend, and I couldn't. I just I had to bring it up. So this is what he said: The Second Amendment doesn't give you the right to overthrow the government. Don't take it from me, though. Take it from Representative Raskin, a constitutional law professor. Okay, first off, uh, Raskin's an idiot. So I'm not going to take it from Representative Raskin. And just this statement, the Second Amendment doesn't give you the right to overthrow the government, is one of the dumbest statements that could ever be made because it's just dead wrong. Now, I would expect a guy from Harvard, who by the way shouldn't be there. I mean, he had lousy SAT scores and his grade point average was above average, but it wasn't the Harvard level. But I would assume that this guy would be able to read a two-line sentence from the Constitution. And apparently he can't. So I don't know what he's majoring in. I actually tried to look this up. I know he took a year or two off to do his uh, activist thing. But I'm gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the Second Amendment. And I'm going to break the Second Amend- Amendment up. Because there seem to be some things that are really not clear with the left as they try to take our guns away. The reality is the Second Amendment, yes, that's exactly what it's there for. When people start taking our rights away, yeah, we have the right to fight back. That's exactly what it's for. It's even been said. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me not do that. So let's take a look at the Second Amendment. Here's here it is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read it with the punctuation because the punctuation is important. A well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. Now, here's the problem with the Second Amendment. or Not, not the problem, but it is a problem. It's a very vague statement. It's not very clear. It's not procedural. And the reason I bring the commas up is it's broken into three parts. It's like three cent, one, two, Three, yeah, it's four, four parts. It's broken up into four parts. Instead of four sentences, it's broken up into four parts. Now, 
the reason that's done, like most laws, most laws are very vague, is because they just want the general idea thrown out there. The founders of the Constitution did not think that there shouldn't be gun control. That's a bit that's that's an absolute true thing. Even Madison said there can be some gun control. But people should still be armed. Now they didn't know anything about assault weapons and things like that, but let's remember assault a, a musket, which is what the, the Dems use this all the time to to get rid of gun get rid of guns. Well, they didn't the the founding fathers didn't think of of assault rifles. Yeah, they did. Muskets were assault rifles. This is a big irony with the left. They think that if you take away my guns, that means, well, I simply can't go hunt, go to the grocery store. That's not what the Second Amendment's about. It has nothing to do with hunting. So let's break this up here and let's take a look. So the first part, a well-regulated militia. This is a quote that gives everybody fits. Okay, this is this gives everybody fits. What does a well-militia, what does a defined, what is defined as a militia? We already know it's not federal because the federal government has a militia. It's called the army. It's called the military. And actually the militia thing, and this is according to Madison in the, uh, I believe it is the 28th paper in the Federalist, Federalist Papers. He said that the militias are there to protect against the army when the federal government becomes too big. The state could create a militia. Or is it individual militia groups, which means it's not state-sponsored at all? Well, the answer is yes to both of those. The state can create a militia. We found out later, oh, Federalist Papers 29, that's which one it was. Uh, the state could create a militia, but they did find that that, and that's what Madison says in Federalist Papers 29, they did find that it's economically, and it's very difficult to do that. So they basically said people could create their own militias. Now you may sit there and say to yourself, "Well, no, that's that just proves that individual that this this amendment does not give the individual the right." That's not true. We'll get to that. That's in the third section. Okay. So they thought uh, uh, Madison thought that a state creating its own militia, its own army, is in, ineffective both economically and not practical. So people were required to bear arms and then they could be called in to form a militia. And that's exactly how the American Revolution started. Now, again, there's no mention of who forms a, mention, uh, a militia. There's no mention of where it comes from, whether it's a state government, individuals. There have been hundreds of Supreme Court cases based on this, on this line alone with the militia. Well, people don't have the right to carry arms until, until the state forms a militia. And people's, and the Supreme Court will say, well, no, that's not what it says. It doesn't say the state-formed militia. They would have said a well-regulated state-formed militia. They would have said that. So you can't assume that. All right. And then, of course, if you look at the Federalist Papers and you look at some of the quotes, which we're going to look at in a few minutes, you'll see, okay, they didn't say that. Second section, being necessary to the security of a free state. This one is actually pretty obvious. The founding fathers were very afraid that our government could become tyrannical. 
just like England was, and try and take away the God-given rights of the First Amendment. That's why the Second Amendment is there. It's there so that people can protect against uh, the government taking away life, uh, taking away the rights that the First Amendment defines. Okay, Thomas Jefferson was extremely clear about this. They did not want the federal government to overpower the state's rights or the individual rights through force by the United States federal government's military. And they knew that the people could stop the federal government because of the American Revolution. They knew that you do not need an organized army to defeat an army. Okay, the third section, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Okay, this is a big part of the amendment. The word people has changed opinions in the Supreme Court because this defines that a person has the right to bear arms, not just the militia. It changes the definition of the Second Amendment, meaning that it's an individual right not just the right of the state. So that is a very important one. Okay, next part, shall not be infringed. Very straightforward here. And mind you, that's that's the fourth section, shall not be infringed. The government is not allowed to prevent us from owning a gun or it is not allowed to take away guns. This is something that Kathy Hochul in New York said. Well, I have the right to infringe on your I have a right to infringe on your Second Amendment rights for your safety. I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said this. I would rather have a dangerous democracy than a safe tyranny. And he was talking about gun rights. And Thomas Jefferson openly admitted, well, I mean, you can have gun control. That's why it's so vague. Um... Now, it's also worded in, in a very interesting way. It shall not be infringed. It's, it doesn't say give us a right that we have a gun. Like, they give us a gun. That's not what it's saying. It's saying they can't take our guns. So this is the deal. I, don't, I, I have a right to own a gun, but I don't have to. Very interesting comment there. So some things. So uh, this, this, this is what the left pushes, and it drives me absolutely crazy. The Second Amendment has absolutely nothing to do with hunt, hunting. Zero to do with hunting. It has to do with protecting Americans from, tyranny, from the tyranny of the state or the federal government. Okay. The Second Amendment, they, they, something Joe Biden said, you're not allowed to own a cannon. Yes, you were. The second, in 17 and 1800s, people could own cannons. That was taken away. The Second Amendment did not allow you to own an automatic weapon. That is not true. That right was taken away back in the 90s. Early 90s, late 80s. We had the rights to carry automatic weapons. But that was taken away. The Second Amendment does, has, does not allow you to have no limits on bullets in the weapon. That's not true. You could have extended magazines for your AK-47. That was taken away. Do you see what the left does? They take away and they chip at it. The Second Amendment was not written for hunting. Again, Second Amendment is not written for hunting. It is 
for it was written for self-protection, which is a God-given right, and to topple a tyrannical government. This is where David Hogg is wrong. It is there to revolu- It is there for revolution, in case the government gets bad. By the way, Chicago, New York, California—they openly, they, uh, Illinois, New York, and California openly say you do not have a right to protect yourself. Of course, every time they do this and every time they try and limit gun usage, guess what happens? They end up uh, uh, losing in the Supreme Court. Canada, Canada and Europe are already doing this, by the way. You do, they, they openly say you do not have a right to protect yourself. That's a policeman's job, though they never do. Do you know who else says you do not have a right to protect yourself? Cuba, Venezuela, China, Russia, North Korea. Interesting, huh? Now, here, here's some things, and this might be a longer podcast because uh, uh, I want to give you some examples. So here's some quotes that were, that were made by the Founding Fathers when it comes to the Second Amendment. Here's one from George Washington. A free people ought not only be armed, but disciplined. So when people say you need to, and I believe this too, when people say, well, you need to have safety courses, I agree with that. I have no problem with that. That's not gun control for me. That's just being, it's like I need to learn how to drive a car. You got to take driving lessons. No free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. Thomas Jefferson. I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. That's the the term I, I made. Thomas Jefferson. They can, they, they that can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. That's Ben Franklin, 1759. That was even before the Constitution. To disarm the people is the most effectual way to enslave them. George Mason, 1788. Here's another one. Before a standing army can rule, the people must be disarmed, as they are the almost they are in almost every country in Europe. The supreme power in America cannot enforce unjust laws by the sword, because the whole body of the people are armed and the cons- and constitute a force superior to any band of regular troops. Noah Re- Webster, 1787. Here's last one. Besides the advantage of being armed, which the Americans possess over the people of almost every nation, the existence of subordinate governments to which the people are attached and by which the militia officers are appointed forms a barrier against the enterprise of ambition more insurmountable than any which a simple government of any form can admit. James Madison, 1788, writer of the... uh, of paper 29 in the Federalist Papers. The left is always going to say that this is not what the Founding Fathers me- founding fathers meant. Looking at those quotes, seems to me that's exactly what the Founding Fathers meant. That it was there to protect us against the government. So in conclusion, David, David Hogg, he's an idiot that just happens to go to Harvard and probably another, another example of why you shouldn't send your kids to, to, well, at least Harvard. Now let's get to the story that proves that we need to keep the Second Amendment. Okay? So I just spent probably about 15, 13 minutes talking about the Second Amendment and why it's important. Here is a reason we, as citizens, need to be armed. I know that Joe Biden thinks we don't need 100 rounds to hunt a deer, 
though the Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting or anything like that, and we don't need an AR-15 to hunt deer and things like which is just shows that this guy really has no idea what an AR-15 is. AR-15 is actually the best home protection rifle weapon on the market. But it, it, it's, it's, this is the reason. Over the last couple of years, there have been there has been extensive reporting on how schools and hospitals are sterilizing and mutilating children under the ideology of the trans movement, okay? And they do this through affirmative care, which is not care. It's giving, it's giving in to children. Um, I feel like a girl today at 12 years old and saying, yes, you are a girl. And therefore, let's take off, let's remove your breasts, let's give you hormones that are going to sterilize you, things like that, okay? That, that is something that they have been pushing for a really long time. Matt, Matt Walsh, just two weeks ago, reported that Vanderbilt University was mutilating kids, and the reason was not anything but money. It wasn't even ideology. It was money. And by the way, the video he posted was on Vanderbilt's website. There it wasn't like he he pulled uh he pulled an undercover job here. This Vanderbilt had it on their website. Um Libs of TikTok does nothing but cruises TikToks, TikTok videos and pulls information from teachers. And puts it on the website. And the teachers are saying, yeah, we're transing the kids. We're introducing them to sex and perversion and all of this stuff. And she is getting crap. Well, here's the thing. Now these guys are actually sitting back and saying that this is uh, something really dangerous. By the way, all that stuff is just reporting. It's journalism. It's good reporting. They're not even they're not even making up a story that needs to be validated. They're just putting it on their websites or putting it in their podcasts and they're showing you what's happening. They don't have to prove it. They just show you. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. This is pissing them off. And by the way, trans the trans, the LGBTQ plus RSTI ambersand movement it is all an ideology it's a religion it's become a religion well here's what gets scary and this is what the left likes to do they want to weaponize the bureaucracies and they want to go after you so the american medical association this, just monday just yesterday the american medical association the american academy for pediatricians and the children's hospital association wrote a letter, which these are bureaucracies, wrote a letter to the Department of Justice and Attorney General Merrick Garland, again, a bureaucrat, a bureaucracy, and a bureaucrat, to stop reporting on the transing of the kids. They want the journalism to stop. So let's go through this letter, because it's, it's an amazing letter, and I'm winging this whole thing, so... So, dear Attorney General Garland, 
on behalf of the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Medical Association, and the Children's Hospital Association, collectively representing more than 270,000 physicians and more than 220 hospitals across the country. Now, I will tell you one thing. A lot of doctors don't want to deal with the AMA. They don't want to deal with the uh, AAP. They don't want to deal with the Children's Hospital Association. They would like to create other institutions that counter these institutions and they have for a small part but they're just not big enough so when they sit there and say we are talking for the 270,000 doctors and the 220 children's hospitals yeah don't buy that that's not true they are represent they're not representing a lot of doctors out there because a lot of doctors think this is nuts okay so let's go we write to urge you to investigate the organizations, individuals, and entities coordinating, provoking, and carrying out bomb threats and threats to personal violence against children's hospitals and physicians across the U.S. Now, I want the key word here is provoking. Now, first off, it is already illegal to coordinate violence against doctors. It's already illegal. It's already illegal to carry out a bombing. Bomb threats are illegal. Provoking, that is a very odd word. That is a very nebulous word. What does provoking mean? Which means if I said, if there's a big difference, then I sit back and say, and I'm going to use quotes here because I don't want to say something bad here. But if I say, it'd be nice if someone bombed that hospital. That's, and I also say, these hospitals are performing terrible surgeries on our children. Those can both be construed as provoking, even though one is actually threatening. It's not coordinating. It's not carrying out. It is threatening. I don't think there's a doubt about that. But they're both considered provoking. So, in other words, if a journalist like Matt Walsh or Libs of TikTok or Russo, uh, I can't remember his first name, sit back and report this stuff, is that provoking? Well, you know what? The answer is yes. Okay, let's continue. From Boston to Akron to Nashville to Seattle, children's hospitals, academic health systems, and the physicians are, target, are being targeted and threatened for providing an evidence-based health care. Okay, first off, uh, there is absolutely no evidence that injecting hormones into a child is reversible. That's what they're saying. There is absolutely no... As a matter of fact, there is evidence that says the opposite. So I'll kill this off because I'm going to... I'd have to bring this up earlier, uh, later. But the reality is, transing kids does not lower suicide. This is what they'd like to tell you. But the reality is, transing kids, the trans community suffers a 40% suicide rate, whereas you're looking at a 17 to 20% suicide rate normally, which is still high. But 40 to 20%, it's double. So I don't want to hear any of this crap about you're, you're saving a child's life by transing the kid, cutting cutting her boobs off so that and, and giving her hormones that are going to make her sterile. And by the way, the hormones thing, there's absolutely no evidence. Zero. Nada. None. That says it's reversible. And we've already talked about Lampron, which is used on prisoners to chemically castrate them 
to believe that this thing is actually going to um, be reversible. It's just not true. So forget about the evidence-based healthcare. There is no evidence on anything that they're, they're talking about. Transing kids has no evidence. And it's only been started in the last couple of years. So there really is no way to find out until we're going to find out 10 years from now what's going on. Okay, continuing. These attacks have not only made it difficult and dangerous for institutions and practices to provide health care, they've also disrupted many other services uh, to families seeking care. Okay, this is another thing that drives me crazy. Um, and she's going to give an, they're going to give an example now, but I'm going to do this now. If a hospital was actually physically attacked or threatened because they give they trans kids, don't you think we'd hear about it? In other words, I'm not saying there is no, I'm not saying there is no uh, threats or violence. I'm saying it's not as heavy as these folks are making it out to be. So she comes up with a, they come up with an example here. Uh, let me find where I am here. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay, in one hospital, a new mother was prevented from being with her preterm infant hosp- uh, infant, because the hospital's neonatal intensive care unit was on lockdown due to a bomb threat. Children, I mean, yes, and, and this is what the left also does. They they throw something they throw something out there that is emotional. That's a sad story. It is a sad story. I, I agree. That's a sad story. I mean, but where was where did this happen exactly? When did this happen exactly? They don't give you details. They give you stories. Okay, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying, okay, well, would you give me an example so I could look up and see when this hospital actually got attacked? I'm not saying let's bomb hospitals to do transition surgeries. I'm just saying if you're going to make an argument, you're going to send the attorney general and the Department of Justice a letter saying that journalists are terrorists? You need to give some information. You need to give some. Um, you need to give some facts, and they don't do that in this letter. Okay, so here we go. Da, da, da. Children's hospitals across the nation have substantially increased security, in addition to working with local and federal law enforcement, both on their main hospital campuses as well as across ambulatory delivery sites, in order to ensure the safety of patients, families, and medical staff who work there. In addition, some providers have needed 24-7 security. Children's hospitals and their medical staffs continue to face increased threats via social media, including to their personal accounts. Coupled with harassing emails, phone calls, and protesters at healthcare sites, there is an elevated and justifiable fear among families, patients, and staff. Okay, now this is one thing I want to... First off, social media is just terrible. Yeah, you're, you're going to get those nut jobs over there. So, But I would also like to know exactly what those threats are. Show us those threats. Now, I'm saying that this is not a legitimate reason to, for the DOJ to be sicked on because we have not seen any of this stuff. And... The DOJ, first off, it's illegal to threaten someone on social media. It's illegal. Why hasn't the DOJ actually announced this or local law uh, departments actually talked about this? Why hasn't the leftist media talked about this? Because it's just not happening as much. And as far as the 
harassing emails, phone calls, and protesters at the healthcare system, um, you're going to have to give an example of exactly what they are doing. <coughs> I sent an email to Vanderbilt University. I didn't call them, but I sent an email. I had some very choice words for them. Because after all, I don't want our kids cut up. I'm sorry. I, I don't want our kids cut up. I've also sent emails to uh, high schools in California saying, you keep this crap out away from, from our kids. And I'm specifically talking Josie's kids. And I had some choice words. Now, I never cussed and I never threatened, but I did call them names. Okay, and not bad names. Groomers. Um, purveyors of disinformation. Crap like that. So they're going to have to sit there and say, okay, exactly what threats are, are there? Harassing, harassing emails, phone calls, and okay, harassing, I don't agree with you. You guys are grooming, you're terrible. Is that harassing or is that just exp giving an opinion? It's a pretty decent question as far as I'm concerned. I don't even think that's harassing. I think that's your right as a citizen. Okay, this is the paragraph that has gotten everyone going. These coordinated attacks, okay, <laughs> that's just stupid. I mean, it, the reality of the matter is, if they were coordinated attacks, I'm, we've gotten to the point where words are violence, and now you can't even have an opinion anymore because that's considered violence. These are not coordinate, coordinated attacks. What I know so far, there was one bomb threat to a hospital. I haven't heard anything else. These coordinated attacks threaten federally protected rights to health care for patients and their families. And again, this is something we don't agree with. I don't think cutting off a girl, a, a 16-year-old's boobs is health care. I think that's mutilation. So we disagree. Uh, the attacks are rooted in intentional campaign of disinformation, where a few high-profile users on social media, libs of TikTok, Matt Walsh, uh, Russo, share false and misleading information targeting individuals, physicians, and hospitals, resulting in a rapid escalation of threats. Well, question for you. Okay, so debate somebody. Debate. Go in and debate. Sit there and tell me. Tell me where the missing disinformation are. That's what I'd like to hear. We never, that never happens. Matt Walsh walked on Dr. Phil, destroyed two, three trans activists, including a doctor, a PhD in the subject. He destroyed, in his film, What is a Woman? He destroyed a bunch, including a, a physical doctor. He destroyed her in the film and he released the entire he released the entire conversation by the way about transing kids why do these people that, here's the problem these people are not going to debate and the reason they're not going to debate they they can't stand they can't they have no they have no debate they're wrong they know it and they can't debate someone who's going to call things out Okay, so let's take a look here. Our organizations have called on technology companies to do more. There you go. There you go. So your organizations have called Google. 
They've called Twitter. They've got, and by the way, that's going to be a tough one for Twitter because apparently Twitter is is getting very close to a deal with Elon Musk. That's been reported today. To Twitter, to Facebook, Meta, or whatever they're calling them, Instagram, whatever they're calling themselves, Snapchat, TikTok. They're calling on them to ban the other side, censor the other side. Okay, so, so I, I'll continue here Our org, because it, this, this line gets better. Our organizations have called on technology companies to do more to prevent the practice on digital platforms and now urge your office to take swift action to investigate and prosecute all organizations, individuals, and entities responsible. And that's where this comes from. What this comes in, uh, the gal who runs Libs of TikTok, she should be in jail. Matt Walsh should be in jail. Chris Russo, that's his name, should be in jail because they're reporting this. Technically, I should be in jail, but not a lot of people listen to me. But if I do say something that someone doesn't like, words are violence. This is basically getting rid of, getting rid of which amendment? Free speech, First Amendment. First thing they said, everyone has a right to free speech. This is why the Second Amendment was invented. Because when the federal government, and and, trust me, this is already happening. Remember we talked about last week where the guy who was anti-abortion is now in jail and looking at 11 years for nothing? I mean, even a local court said, yeah, you, you didn't really do anything. So that's going to be the question. This is where, um, and I'm not going to read the rest of the letter because I'm really running long and it, it's this, that was the main paragraph there. This is, go to Dumbasses Talking Politics. It, it'll be posted up there. The letter in full. This is the, this is the problem. We need to protect ourselves. We cannot stop arguing. And by the way, I'll tell you something. This trans thing, A, it's happening a lot more than you think. It's happening a lot more than I think. I've had my, uh, Josie's daughters come home and start talking to me about it. It's happening a lot. They are indoctrinating these kids. They're indoctrinating these kids into the trans movement, into CRT, into, um, what's the other thing, climate change? They are, this stuff is happening in hospitals. Affirmative care is, affirmative care is now the ideal. As a matter of fact, doctors are being kicked out of being doctors because they don't support affirmative care. Jordan Peterson, Gad Saad, those are psychiatrists that don't buy this crap. They're being kicked out of their professions. Censored. All on account of disinformation, which by the way, where's the disinformation coming from? And by the way, who determines disinformation? This is why we have a Second Amendment. This is why guns can't be taken away. And this is exactly why some dumbass like David Hogg doesn't quite understand that, you know what, eventually they're going to take his rights to speak away. And then it's going to be important. Where are the guns then? Okay. 
I've said enough. I've said enough. And my gosh, I got so many stories and I'm already 45 minutes in. I hope you guys have a great day. This is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>